Welcome to Punchboard Paradise, coming to you from the heartland of America in Omaha, Nebraska, where we discuss the world of tabletop gaming, the topics that affect the board game community, and give honest and fair reviews of the industry's hottest games. In episode 112, the Punchboarders talk about some recent plays. We revisit our top 10 games from 2021, and then finally draft the best tile placement games. Hey, everybody, I'm Clef. Hey, I'm Chad. Uh, I'm Richie. So tomorrow morning, when people listen to this, it's already going to pass. But right now, tomorrow morning, like I'm future, heading. Future you. F- future me, yeah. In the past. We'll, we'll come back. In the past. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> I am headed to Kansas City for historic KC Con. <laughs> We've lost them. He's... It's I don't a, even it's know a what that means. It's, it's a war game convention. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I'm yeah. so excited. It's going to be funny, like, in a couple years where all the GMT games are just gone, and he's into something else. He's probably all 18, 18XX he after. He did play an 18XX. Oh like, two weeks I, ago, he played an 18XX. I did. I did. <laughs> yes. yes. He played 1848. Yep. Happy birthday, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I did text him on the way home. I was like, that's the best birthday gift. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm not quite at Stevenson's Rocket yet, but I at least did an 18XX <laughs> yeah. one. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's a bigger I, commitment. I, was, I still kind of want to play Stevenson's Rocket. Uh, <laughs> that's a like Kinesia, it. right? You would like it, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Because yeah. you're, you're just, I mean, you get to vote people like you could just get say oh you don't want me to turn your track this way pay me shares you know so you would love that i would try that anyway yeah (laughs) uh but i'm excited i I, i've you know i've never been to a war game convention and uh but i'll tell you this okay so a guy listed on there he listed these like hey if anybody wants to learn any of these games and he listed you know a lot of different coin games and he listed imperial struggle i mean you know a lot of games that i was like oh that's cool and then at the very end of it, after all these like big war games and, you know, crazy GMT games, he goes, oh, and I'll also, if anybody wants, I'll have Ark Nova there too. And I was like, all right, dude, you just lost it for me. You just can't get away from it. <laughs> oh, I'm going to laugh if you get there and there's 10 tables of Ark Nova. <laughs> I'm like, come on. <laughs> so are there, did you sign up for anything like to I learn anything? No, I didn't. Uh. There, this is funny though. Uh, the one thing that, because uh, I'm going with my friend Brent and Dan and Jeff, but the one thing that Brent and I said we should sign up for, uh, somebody is teaching Pendragon. Oh, yeah. And we said there'd be a good time to actually that, play it. That's the perfect time. And have somebody who, you know, when you have a rules question. Yes. Because we obviously know, the only thing is, is I wanted to make sure. I didn't want to be in a teach where he's like, oh, well, let's start you teaching just how to play a coin game. Because I'm like, I-, I got that. I just need the how do you do this complicated battles yeah. and roads and all and then this you got to recruit that guy for yeah. that business that you're trying to start. Oh, well, that's a good point. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm waiting for you to make fun of him. Like you make fun of me when you're going to play one game all day. Uh, well, he's playing good games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're a schmuck. <laughs> now I am curious with, cause I mean, a lot of war games are two player. So are going to be uh, just a lot of two player games going on. Uh, I mean, I'm sure there'll be some, um, one that I wouldn't mind if somebody, if there would be somebody that'd be willing to teach it. Um, I know uh, Brent is, has the Empire of the Sun 
and we set that up, but we didn't really get a chance to play it because it was just like, whoa, this is a little too much. It'd be cool if we had somebody who would be willing to like teach it. So then Brent and I could play it. Um, but I think we'll probably try to play some more, you know, some coin games and some, yeah. you know, some of the other things, but you know, I don't know. I guess we'll see. I've, I've never been to a war gaming convention. I'm, I'm excited. I'm very excited. I'm excited to hear about it. I hope you take some pictures and yeah. kind of, yeah, yeah, he's yeah, not going to do not, that, but, but yeah, I'll try. I'll try to remember. <laughs> you should. Uh, and, and then not to mention on the, after the con, the last day, we're actually going to go to the uh, World War One Museum that's there in Kansas City. Oh, yeah, that's a great museum. And it is. And I've been there, but they have that VR uh, thing where it's like you feel like you're in the trenches. Mm. And it's uh, it's narrated by uh, Dan Carlin. And oh, so very cool. I'm really excited about that. So I signed that's up for awesome. that. Yeah, it's like a 15-minute thing where you walk through and like you feel like you're in the trenches and everything. So I'm I'm super excited about that. All right, well, enough about me, Chad. What have you been playing? Well, uh, one of the games I've been playing is uh, a game that's been out for a little while by uh, Hakan Garter. Uh, And this this designer has had, I think, a trilogy of games now. They had uh, Streets uh, not too too long ago, and then their newest Kickstarter to fulfill was moon i think it's out anyway if it's not then it's uh, in production but the first one that uh garter just uh, kicked off the series with was villagers it's it's a really fairly simple engine building game uh shut up and sit down talked about it just recently and how charmed they were by it it is a really charming game it's not heavy but it's just an interesting kind of production chain game and basically what you're doing is you're drafting villagers uh into your tableau and you have a limit to how many you can draft based on how many you can feed, basically. You have these cards that have food on them, and then they allow you to draft more. So sometimes you're going to want to get um, villagers that have more symbols on them. But basically, the upshot of this is like you're drafting these villagers into your uh, village, into your tableau, and you want to train them to do certain things. So certain villagers can train to be like a cooper a barrel maker basically or a brewer or you know and they can kind of level up by learning different things uh and then there are also padlocks on the board or on these cards basically and so basically if they have a padlock you have to unlock it the way that you can do this is somebody else not just you has to have built it somewhere in their tableau so if somebody else has then they've unlocked uh the symbol that you need um, to basically build that next step, uh, like a polterer, which I think is like a, I'm not sure, maybe a bit, some sort of builder, either that or something to do with chickens, but <laughs> I don't know. Sorry. Uh, but anyway, if you, if you unlock it, then you can, you can do it. Um, if you have, if you, if you are using somebody else's symbol in their tableau, you have to pay them two gold. But if you, uh, if you basically um, are unlocking it from your having it on your own, you get to uh, place two gold from the bank onto that villager. So there are two scoring rounds. It's like halfway through the game, you get a scoring round for all the all the gold that's out there on your cards, and then uh, then there's a second scoring round at the end where you get more. And you're just generating these simple chains. Uh, it's a really light breezy game but it's it's nice uh, i heard that there's an expansion something with seasons in the title that makes it a little bit more of a thinky game one of our um tom one of our guys who who came to pp and is in our slack 
he had mentioned it that he really liked it with the expansion. I haven't played that yet, but if you are looking for uh, a game kind of like Wingspan with that engine engine building aspect to it, uh, not very not highly interactive. The art is really charming. Uh, there's a little bit less, it feels anyway, like there's a little bit less of a card draw issue. Like in Wingspan, there's a whole huge amount of decks there. And so sometimes it's it feels very luck of the draw. This feels a little less this way because you have a market that seems a little bit bigger to draw from where you can see what you're, what you're grabbing. But anyway, that's Villager. Uh, it's a, an engine building game. It's like I said, fairly simple, but very charming. Uh, it's from Sinister Fish Games. It looks like it came out in 2019. So if that sounds interesting to you, I would say uh, check it out. They have streets on Yukata. I haven't played it yet, but I've, I've been interested. And I've seen this one pop up. So you, you haven't played Streets at all? I have not. Okay. I have not. I, I And Streets is kind of, it seems like Streets is kind of more, uh, it's cards, so it's not really tile lay but it, it does have some you know, some spatial stuff that you're doing with that, obviously, um, which is a little bit different. This is just sort of the Tableau production chains in front of you. But you liked it? Yeah. I mean, like I said, I, I don't know that you would like it, uh, but I do think that, for example, Missy would enjoy it. It's like a, a quick right. breezy type thing. And it, it feels like, you know, you're churning out, you're churning out a production chain. It's a little bit different in, for example, I know your wife, Missy liked, oh my goods, yeah. but, but it, it feels in some ways kind of like that, that Ooh. I'm producing this to do this sort of okay. thing. I liked Oh My Goods until that terrible uh, <laughs> yeah, legacy the, uh, part of it. That was his whatever. first one where so, he That was where he was messing with story. story. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. Ugh, bombed and then I just never mm. wanted to go back to it. Yeah. No. I like uh, Tybor the Builder better anyways. Wow. I yeah, same, I do like Tybor. I get, okay, I get that's good. Uh, sorry, I realize that's not anything you were just talking about. <laughs> no, that's okay. Yeah, that's right. That's all right. <laughs> we're talking board games. That's all that matters. That's right. That is all that matters. Uh, Richie, okay. what did you what did you play recently? Well, we all played this one, and that's oh. Cat in the Box, which is uh, it's an old new game. It was a game that's that right. was released in 2020 by Hobby Japan, and uh, Bezier Games brought it over this year in a deluxe uh, format. So. Uh, in this game, it's a trick-taking game, and kind of the the hook of the game is that none of the cards are... There's four suits in the game, but all the cards are black and white. So the, the actual suit of the card isn't determined until it's actually played out. Uh, and the way that it works is that you'll deal out all the cards, and then whoever uh, is the lead player, when they play the card, uh, you all have your own little personal player board that has uh, each color on a, on a side of it. Uh, when they play it, they'll play it to whatever side or whatever color they want to uh, declare that particular card to be. And that's going to be what they led. So, if, you know, I could lay down a six blue. And so that's what I've led. And then the next person can go and they have the same choice. They can either uh, you can play whatever you want. Uh, but the the other hook on this game is that there are a couple rules as far as what the card can be. So there's a main board that has all of the possible uh, cards that are in the deck uh, in each suit and in a we played a five-player game so the the deck goes from one uh, one to nine um, in each suit and I think there was three copies of each card uh, one through nine in the in the deck uh, so the first rule as far as what card you can play is that it has to be available so no one could have played it that round out on the board and everyone has their own little player tokens that when you play a card you will slot in your little player token on the main board. Uh, the other rule is, is that anytime that you don't follow suit, 
uh, the suit that you didn't follow, uh, you can no longer play for the rest of the round. So you, at the beginning of the round, you'll cover up. Uh, there are these little X's on your player board, one in each, uh, one on each side by the colors, and whatever color you uh, was led that you didn't follow suit, that will come off, and now you can no longer play that color uh, for the for the rest of the round. Uh, and then the round will go on like that until either uh, you're down to one card, uh, and then that card is just discarded, and the round ends, or uh, someone causes a paradox. The whole theme of the game is something to do with quantum physics and cats. I'm not particularly sure about that. But uh, if someone causes a paradox, meaning they cannot play a card, that will end the round immediately. And then you'll go to score. Uh, and the way the scoring works is that at the very beginning of the round, you'll make a bid as far as how many tricks you're going to take. And if you're able to hit that bid, then you're going to get points equal to how many of your tokens are, are orthogonally adjacent on the main board, uh, which none of us got a huge amount of points off of, but I know Joe was real close to getting like a ton of points off of that. I think he's like one trick away from getting mm -hmm. a ton of points off of that. Yeah. Uh, but overall, I enjoyed it. It was a slick little, you know, trick taking game. Uh, it's, it had a nice little twist to it. Ghost of Christmas was one that a trick taking game that we played here recently that I, I was I just wasn't a huge fan of, and I right. I like this one a lot more. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's Cat in the Box from Bezier Games. Definitely worth checking out. Yeah. I'm glad you talked about that one because Clef couldn't seem to get the uh, the name right, even as easy as it was. <laughs> so I'm not going to lie. I kind of forgot a couple times myself. But <laughs> <laughs> it's that cat trick-taking game. Yeah, uh, I liked this. I, I, I would agree with you. I think the last couple of uh, trick-taking games we've played, you know, haven't really been great for me. Uh, the... the the ghost of Christmas and then mm -hmm. even shamans, which I think is, is good, but it, I still didn't like it a lot. This I liked a lot. I mean, I'd really yeah. like to play this again. Yeah. I, I think this is the strongest of the ones that you mentioned for sure. I think one thing I will say about shamans, when you have a good play of it, it's a really good play, but also it's just a little inconsistent when you play it. I feel yeah, like definitely. Uh, yeah. and, and that, that sometimes, I mean, part of that is when you do a hidden role game, cause those can yeah. be that way too. But, uh, I, I agree. It, it felt like it was very interesting, uh, trying to, trying to kind of push your luck and see if you could kind of get those big strings of things down together. And if you could, you know, try to hit your bid at the same time, because mm. uh, those two things to, to achieve were kind of like walking a tightrope. And uh, sometimes you just want to do the safe thing and hit all your bids and then, you know, just have maybe one or two extra points. Whereas if you're creating a long string out there, you were really kind of pushing your, pushing yeah. your luck. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think if I'm not remember, I think I came in second, and I never got a lot of big points out of stringing them together. I just basically played yeah. for trying to hit my bid and just trying to do the best I could. And I usually just got maybe two or three points out of that. Uh, but yeah, I can see we're trying to go both ways could be very, uh, you know, very good to to try to win that game. Mm -hmm. It's kind of the closest so. mechanism in that game to sort of shooting the moon, like yeah. just being yeah. able to do both those things at once. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. So yeah, that's Cat in the Box. Uh, and like I said, it's the deluxe version from Bezier. A great production that they did with it. So. It really is, yeah. yeah. Nice. nice. Clef, what have you been playing? Well, uh, last week on my normal, you know, good heavy game night, uh, it was my friend Jeff's birthday. And so he invited us all over to like a clubhouse type of thing that he had in his apartment. And of course, that means wives, girlfriends, non-gamers. So guess what that means? We play 
party games, which, you know, I'm fine with. I, you know, we played a good game of Time's Up and, uh, you know, it was fine. But the game I want to talk about is a game that I just recently picked up here at Gen Con. And this is a game that uh, uh, Grant Lyon, uh, the, who we did the interview with back at uh, Great Plains, um, he recommended. And this game is called Pinpoint. Do you remember? You guys have both played Wavelength, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Well, this has some similarities to Wavelength, okay? Where, and I, first of all, I should say in Pinpoint, there's actually three different games that you can play inside the box, okay? The first one is very similar to Wavelength, with the exception of instead of trying to have a group of people pr- try to decide where to put the wheel, everybody has their own choice of what they want to do. So basically, let's, you know, it's exactly like Wavelength, where maybe it will say cold and hot. And then it's between a number between one and a hundred. And the person will, you know, so they'll say the category. They'll say the category and it will be, uh, like I said, cold to hot. And then they have to randomly roll a die that will give them a number, you know, so it might be 78, it might be 22, it might be, you know, a hundred, somewhere in that range. And then they have to come up with a word that they think will get you as close, you know, where zero would be cold and a hundred would be hot. They've got to get a word that will be somewhere in that, in that range. Uh, so like I said, kind of like wavelength, except for then everybody else is just, you know, you're just doing it on your own board, mm-hmm. making your own guess. And then you get points by if, if you're the, if you're guessing, if you're within 10 of the right answer, you get a point. If you get it right on, you get a point. And if you get, uh, if you're the closest out of everybody else, you get a point. And then if you're the clue giver, the same thing. Like if anybody gets within 10 of yours, you get a point. If somebody hits it right on, you get a point. And then if it like, if at least like a certain number of people, depending on how many are playing, you know, uh, get it close uh, within 10, you get another point. So that's kind of how you score points. Um, so it was, I actually kind of liked the twist on Wavelength because sometimes, you know, you play Wavelength and part of the fun is maybe sitting there arguing with people about, no, it should be here and there. But this was almost like a, I got to make my own decision and, and kind of into this. And I'll tell you, it, it blows my mind sometimes on, on some of the thought processes that people give. And I'm just going to give two clues that were given that night. Um, so first of all, the very first category my wife is the first one to go. And like I said, we're here with a few gamers and then we are there with, uh, you know, a couple of girlfriends and another person. And my wife's category was bad board game, good board game. Okay. <laughs> and the board game she gives is Cooper Island. Oh, wow. <laughs> so the three other people pretty much just put their pad and pen down and we're like, I don't even know what that game is. You know, I was like, why are you doing that? I don't know. She was, she had to find a game that was like 63 or something like that. So she mm. was, you know, yeah. So, uh, you know, I, which, I wouldn't even think she so, liked it that much. Well, I think she was more thinking of us, of you. Was, yeah, was, yeah, you yeah. know, so she, when she picked the category, she was like, well, I was hoping it was going to be like a really high number, or a really low number. I was like, right. yeah, but what if it wasn't, you know, <laughs> but anyways, but Here's the funniest one of the night. Okay, so Brent had rural and urban, okay? Mm-hmm. So you have rural at zero and urban at 100, okay? Okay. And I'm going to give you his clue, and you guys tell me what you think you would give for this, okay, on a scale of 1 to 100. You have to remember, okay. it, it's Brent, right? It's Brent. Brent, Brent comes okay. from a farm. He grew up on a farm. I, just, I, just, I understand, <laughs> but I want you just to. All right. Here was his, Fremont. And I'm very sorry for all the listeners who don't live in Nebraska. This is Fremont, Nebraska. Fremont, yes. Nebraska. Yeah, yeah. So um, like, 
I don't I don't even know what the population would be. Maybe low twenty thousand. <laughs> maybe. I mean, maybe it's low. Okay. Yeah. I mean, okay. So I, I'm not going to say another word. What do you think on a scale of one to a hundred would you have guessed? I well, mean, I'd be like nineteen. I'm going to put 19. it. In, I'm going to put it in the 30s, knowing it's Brent who grew up on a farm. Okay. <laughs> so I guessed around 30, you know, and you know, other people mm. guess around 20. It was 80. <laughs> Brent goes, Fremont is completely urbanized. There's it's no. all cities and streets, and I'm like, <laughs> well, yeah, sure. I'm like, yes, they have electricity. You have I you're a Quaker. <laughs> That's what I was like. I was like, he's like, well, what would be more urban? I'm like, New York, New York would City. be a hundred. <laughs> Tokyo would be a hundred. You know, I'm like, yeah. you've got to have some some you know some range. I mean, yes, I, I mean, understand. I guess, Fremont you know is what? an urban. If area. you're just considering Nebraska. Sure. Who well, does that though? <laughs> right. That's really weird. Yes, but when you But he actually yeah. even if you're just considering Nebraska, I would still, it would you know, still be below like, 50. Yeah. yeah. He, he yeah. was like basically like yeah, the, like Fremont was it's not quite like Omaha to him was 100. I'm like, "Well, I understand <laughs> that yes, we are an urban city, but You've got to have some range, right? Okay, we're, I'm just glad you guys are with we're me. We're basically yeah, yeah, yeah. a suburb we of, were, of nothing. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I, Anyways, anyway, there's, um, <laughs> is there even a million people in the state? No, no, can't be. No, I think it might be close, close to a million, I mean, but here, 90 percent of them yeah. live in Omaha well, <laughs> for the most part, here, Omaha and Lincoln. Here is a wonderful stat for the state of Nebraska that you have population wise. You have Omaha is number one. Mm-hmm. Lincoln is number two. And on a football Saturday, Memorial Stadium is number three. Yeah. So that just goes to show you yep. what, what else is in Nebraska. Yep. Uh, but, you know, hey. Anyway, so that was the first game. The second game is you'll have six cards that are laid out that will have a number between one, you know, have one, two, three, four, five, and six on them. And they'll just, they're just names of, you know, Genghis Khan and Helen Keller and different things like that. And then it'll have a category that will just be like a, what the, which person is going to be the least likely and the most likely to, you know, uh, make sure to always pay their debts or something on those lines, you know, just some random category. And then everybody has to pick who they think would be the least likely to do it and who would do the most likely in the room. Uh, no, I mean the people that are on the oh, cards oh, on the cards. Okay. Okay. So like I said, these, these famous celebrity type okay. of people or whatever. And so, and sometimes it's really like, like one was who's the most likely to buy an Apple product. And I mean, like the best pick was like Robert E. Lee, you know I mean? It was like, like <laughs> yeah. sometimes the cards can be he really is a like famous technophile. <laughs> <laughs> well, cause everybody else was like even earlier than him. Right. So I don't know. Sometimes you might, you know, or fictional, you know, it's, I don't know. You might <laughs> have those. Um, yeah. One was uh, most likely, uh, which one was most likely to spend their day playing video games and least likely, and Helen Keller was out there, so that one was a slam dunk for everybody at the table. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just, oh. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I'm just so. saying that true. sometimes it was easy, and sometimes it was like I don't know who it is. But um, and then the third game we didn't play. It had something to do with you actually would team up with somebody. So like if Chad and I were on a team, uh, Richie would have the question would be like who would be more likely to uh, survive a zombie apocalypse, and then Chad would say you know, whether he thinks I would or he would, and then you would have a range or whatever. 
type of thing. So, okay. yes, <laughs> I you just, would know that Chad would be more I, likely. I, I mean, well, you it know might what? be close, but I would just... He doesn't go outside, which <laughs> may help him. It could help him, but I could just see the scenario where he needed to open the truck of his car. If he had car. any car issues, <laughs> I didn't open my truck. you're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, I will say this. I liked it. I thought it was really neat. And I like the fact that there's multiple games in the box. I think that's really cool. And I think if you like Wavelength, I definitely think this is a game that you should check out. Uh, I think it was a lot of fun. Actually, you you work at a hospital. You're dead. (laughs) <laughs> I like how still on Clef, He's the Clef. You, you're winning that, that battle. Hey, but what am hey, I going to eat hey, after I run out of no, food? No, no, no. You will oh. die soon after, but oh, he okay. would most likely I'm careful. be. I'm careful. I work at a hospital. Which of the three of us hasn't been sick yet? I'm just letting you know, you're not making it out of the hospital <laughs> during hey, a zombie apocalypse. Uh, w- the Walking Dead, uh, that's where the guy escapes from, the hospital. That, yeah, everyone yes, else is true. dead in the hospital. That is true. Everybody else is dead in the hospital. <laughs> Why couldn't that be me? Maybe you were not in a coma. No, you would be trying to help people. Yeah, you're too nice. You're trying to help people. Yeah, Yeah. you're dead. You're probably right. Yeah, you'd be trying to save somebody, and then yeah, you'd get eaten. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but hey, good job on. Well, see, the problem with the problem with this one is in a zombie apocalypse, you'd be like, "Uh, you you can. You're not real hungry for brains right now, right? (laughs) We need a fourth for this game. Come on over. Yeah, that is true. (laughs) Zombie serrated. I like cut. I like strap them to the chair. What do you want to make? <laughs> I don't think that's a good move, zombie, but okay. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. So, yeah. So, that was uh, Pinpoint and Who Would Survive a Zombie Apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds fun. I, I would play that game. And it's it's from um, the the Stockpile guys, right? Seth Van Orden and Brett Sobel, right? Yeah. Yeah. We all, we all got in a raucous play uh, last week of... Crescent Moon, because Richie uh, Richie mm-hmm. got his copy in, and we had to yeah. play. Yeah, I taught it. <laughs> no, <laughs> not really. <laughs> it was uh, no. I mean, I mean, he did teach. I mean, if some of it reading yeah. from the rule book, that's true. Yeah, we did do a lot of reading from the rule book. Uh, well, there's a lot to read. I mean, you know, each faction <laughs> is different, and uh, yeah. I got a text the night before that said, "You you have Crescent Moon, right?" I was like, "Yep." Can you bring it tomorrow? So, sure. I was like, "I can't teach it. You you're gonna have to teach it." And he said, "Yeah." I mostly can teach mostly, it. Yeah. <laughs> mostly. I had the general idea. I mean, you know. Uh, and then he told Jake and Joe to go watch a video or read the rule book. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's good at delegating. I, uh, I will say it wasn't very hard to read what we needed to from no. the rule book. The game no, 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 no. Is, yeah. is, I mean, it's not a hard game to learn. You just have, I mean, to give, you've talked about it on this podcast before, but just to yeah. give some background, it is an area control game at its heart. Uh, it pretty much plays five players. I guess you can play it at four, but the designer has said it is a five-player game. And uh, so we had all five players to play it. And uh, you just have, you have asymmetrical factions, basically. You have the, the basically the, the sultan uh, who has all the money. You have kind of a military uh group i can't think of the what, warlord uh yes the warlords are different they're poor but they're kind of going around like a tribe and and killing people they have no base but then i was thinking joe's faction is kind of like oh that. yeah uh, it, it's basically like he has a kind of a cavalry and a big castle and all those kinds of things he he basically has the infrastructure to kind of help uh and then 
you were the nomads cleft, which is mm-hmm. basically you had a kind of a, another tribe that roamed around and was basically for hire. You could basically mm-hmm. give other people all your mercenaries. And I was the religious group, the Murshid, that was trying to just convert everybody. Mm. Um, so, you know. Yeah. How'd that work out? Uh, I was very Chad close. Could have won the game. I was very close in classic Chad fashion. He gets upset with me. One, yeah. I I was the Sultan, and I think I played a very fair game, working with everyone. And when Chad was in the position where he was winning, I sided with Clef, even though I had sided with Chad most of the game. Yeah, he had. Yeah, you yeah. Had. yeah. And then Chad comes. He just lost, he went unhinged on his last turn, and then attacked me for no reason. Well, no, not no reason. About how he's a man of his word, even though. How much yeah. of a man of, of his word was he to you, Clef? Not at all. He <laughs> exactly. totally backstabbed me like three or four times. Yeah. Not three or four times. Uh, maybe his, five or six. His first Richie lied. Richie I did not completely lie. lied. No. Yes, you did lie. Well, you, you did. You did lie to me, too. You backstabbed yeah. me, yeah, too. Yeah, you lied. I, yeah. I was equal you you, opportunity over here. Oh, no. just because he went those back don't on his first out. deal no. with you. No, no his because very first deal he made, he I, turned on you immediately. You did do that. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. <laughs> uh, but it was fun. It was, uh, it was fun. It was really raucous. What we just did there was like amplified by about ten times yes. for <laughs> about two hours, standing and yelling. And all Joe Farrell did was just sat there and just let us all beat up on each other, and then he just slowly came and just won the game real easy. Well, you only lost by like <laughs> no, you were close. You I were lost close. by like three points. And you you would have won if you wouldn't have yeah, attacked yeah. me and done something else. I yeah, think you yeah. would have won. Yeah. yeah, as long as if I could have gotten to Joe and yeah. nullified what he did to me. Yeah. No, he 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 did the right thing, and he was like, uh, "Sorry, Chad, but uh, this is the best thing." For me. Like, <laughs> it's true. I will say this game: you need the right group of players to play. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think yeah, it's yeah. definitely a fun negotiation game. I don't think that the game is highly complicated, and I don't know if no. it's no. Uh, you know even you know I mean it's nothing compared to uh, to root. I mean, root's a lot more. You yeah, know, a lot more going on. That really thing, and, the yeah. thing about Root is it can go so many different ways. What is great, and I don't even know how much I'd like, like I really liked my experience of that game, but I don't know how much I would like to play other factions. Like the nice thing about the Mershid is basically you're in everything because you have that extra mm, layer yeah. of influence, basically. Mm-hmm. You kind of extend your influence out further. And so you're in everybody's business and you're always talking to everybody. Yeah. But the, the the cool thing is, though, too, uh, that I liked about that game is that if you are anywhere in the vicinity, you're involved in whatever's going yeah, on. So, so it, it keeps everything going around that's what the table. got me in trouble because most of the times when you guys were fighting, I did not care. I didn't want to be involved. <laughs> well, I didn't. But yeah. yeah, you had to. You, you had, had to yeah. give someone like your, your influence. Good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's great. No, yeah, I do. I, I like yeah. that for the game. But yeah, yeah. there was many times it was like, I don't care. <laughs> Just <laughs> you guys figure it I, out. I want to play it again. I'll tell you that much. I mean, oh, yeah. 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 And there's a bunch of different sure. maps that you can create with the tiles and yeah. There Absolutely. was a. It was funny. There was a lot of yelling going on, and it it went a lot longer because we would just sit there and negotiate for probably like five <laughs> yeah. or ten minutes, and not even come to any, any conclusion. <laughs> no. And then just no. somebody would suddenly just move a piece, and that was yes. what was happening. People would be threatening. Yeah. Clef constantly threatening to remove people's mercenaries. Yes, <laughs> uh, I did. Yep. So I feel like it's not a game like like root. You could have a weekly play of it. You know, like okay, we're gonna play root. Oh, it was really interesting how the end game came about this time it's not like that kind of a game but it's more it's more akin to kind of 
I guess the play kind of felt like Dune, but it it can move a lot faster than Dune because it's simpler and stuff gets along and moves yeah. quicker for for you know the the actual mechanisms of the game are Definitely. not yeah. complicated. So you only play is it three years? Three years for the base game, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So and then you only get. Definitely say next time I'd play four, four years because yeah. I don't think three years is quite enough for you to no. really get. You don't going. have a lot of actions because yeah. each it's seasons, so it's seasons and then years, right? Yeah, so it's you, each, twelve actions, twelve actions for the entire game. for the whole is, game. Yeah. So yeah. and even and Joe was like, I didn't feel like I got to do as much as I wanted mm, to do. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, I could see that. Yeah, I mean, I do agree with you. It is like Dune. Now I will say Dune is much better of a game, right? At least. You know, but also much play. longer. Sure. But much longer. Yes. Yeah. So I think you could knock this game out in a couple hours pretty easy, mm-hmm. especially if you weren't going crazy arguing. You know, I think but. the difference there is that if you really love Dune, but you really only love Dune at six and you tend to play five, then I definitely check this game out. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Worth checking out for sure. All right, fellas, you ready to revisit our top 10 games of 2021? Cheers. Let's do it. Hey, Punch Bunch, are you tired of having all your resources and chits all over the table? Well, do I have a solution for you? Magnetic hex trays from 3D Bitspace. They will keep your table organized and be a huge space saver. So head on over to 3D Bitspace at Etsy.com and order yours today. And if you mention Punchboard Paradise, you're going to get a free hex tray. So here's here's my updated list, let's say. Uh, so at number 10, I put uh, So Clover. So that, that kind of fell a little bit for me. My family loves this game, and they want to play it all the time. So it is a fun game, but it's not the one I want to play all the time. So that's probably why it fell for me. Uh, number nine is Stroganoff. Um, I actually really liked this game. Uh, it is from, we haven't talked that much about it, but we've talked previously on the podcast. It's uh, from uh, the designer who has designed the seminal Hansa Teutonica. And it is a weird theme about going out into si- Siberia and getting furs and stuff. But uh, I, I like it. Uh, you have to be careful with this game, though, because playing it at the max player count, it feels like it goes for forever. Um, there's not a ton of player interaction, but sometimes cleaning off furs of a region that you want to bu- that somebody else wants to buy, there can be some of that interaction in there. So anyway, Stroganoff is my number nine. Uh, number eight for me was was Carnegie, which we just talked about and reviewed. Uh, again, a game that I'm not completely high on, but is a very sound mechanical game, and I and I enjoyed it. Uh, number seven is very new to the list, but I probably played it like oh, close to 15 times already. And that is Lost Cities Roll and Write. Thanks to Clef's uh, recent recommendation. Everybody that I play that game with really loves it. And it plays quick. And so it's a great little lunchtime game. So that is on there. And number six for me was Arc Nova. Uh, I know some people will rebel that I have it on my list, but my wife really asks to play it, which is amazing to me. And it's a fun engine builder when you think about like building your zoo. So I have no problem with it. I, I think it should be on my list, and it is. Uh, my number five is Golem. 
And uh, this it doesn't hit the heights of the uh, Italian designer contingent that is usually uh, up in the upper echelon for me, but it's still a fun, interesting puzzle, so it's in there. Number four is Origins. I was really high on this list and liked it quite a bit, but uh, that is a great little tile-laying game, um, and I like dice. I like dice placement, dice manipulation, so I really liked Origins. There are some problems with it, but uh, it's still high on my list. Number three uh, actually moved up just a little bit, and I just got the other box because it was on sale, but Imperiums, Classics, and Legends, and now we know that there's going to be further box for this deck builder. And I like to play this deck builder with Richie because I think he would enjoy that. It's very, you can really mess with each other in this deck builder, actually. Go after each other. And uh, the story that it can tell is actually pretty interesting. It is a lot to wade through. So you want to have a good teacher to teach you. But if you're into it, it, it can be really fun. And then number two is Boone Lake. That really shot up for me, but I just... After I figured out how the game wants to be played, I enjoyed my plays a bit more and more. I, I like Boon Lake. Uh, and then Dominant Species Marine did not uh, fall for me, so it's it's still number one. I just really, every time I get that game out, I may not ask for it all the time, but every time I get that game out, I really enjoy my plays of it. So it's, it's still high up on my list. It does a different thing from Dominant Species, and that is okay. Still love the original a lot, but Dominant Species Marine is fun for me too. What's your number 11? Yeah, because your list is uh, yeah, invalid at the moment. Yeah. Oh, you want me to have Imperial Steam at eleven? No, I just didn't need to know what your eleven is because you have a twenty twenty two game on your list. Which one is it? The Carnegie. one we just recently uh, reviewed, Carnegie. Oh, 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 oh! I got that wrong. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, you know what? My number eleven would be Crescent City Cargo. That's right. Okay. I apologize. So, yeah, uh, Crescent City Cargo would be my number 11. We'll strike Carnegie. Apologies. And, and I would like to real quick review this Boone Lake the way the game is meant to be played. Can't you just play a game any way you want to and just have fun with it? I mean, what? sure. I just feel like. I just feel like uh, with Fister, sometimes you have to play the game a few times to figure out what is the optimal. Optimal way to play it. There's not an optimal way to play that game. Play it however the players are playing it. I think just like Great Western Trail. Great Western Trail too. So like if you're not very skilled in a game, I think the same thing with Voyages of Marco Polo. You know how people say, "I hate that game because you can you can only win by doing." contracts you can't win by traveling well those are people that are pretty inexperienced to the game sure so by the same token mm -hmm. i feel like when i first play that game uh this game is not very fun it i i scored like 280 points and uh i i don't even know why those goals are down there at the bottom of the board because everybody can get them every time well no not if the game is being pushed not if the tempo is being pushed not if you were playing. So you're to just a, saying though, you like it to be pushed a little bit more when you're playing that game. I it's feel not the way the game should should be played. People can play it however the heck they want to. Of course they can. Of course they I, can. I, but I just, I'm just saying, like the same thing goes for a Fister's uh, Mombasa. the The book track is very hard. It's very. It has to be optimal, but it's not like impossible or broken or anything like that. You know, just like uh, he did put out the cookbooks expansion and he 
but he also put out the rails to the north expansion so people would want to do buildings more, you know, so that they would feel like that was a more viable strategy. But the thing about it is if you're if you have done the have played the game a lot and are pretty good at it, you can kind of make that building strategy work a lot more than somebody who hasn't. Okay. I just caution the words of how the game is supposed to be played is maybe not what I mean. I guess I, how, how how I feel you it it's, would like it to be played. How I feel play. it wants to be played, like how Fister what what the way that Fister designed it to be played. Hmm. I don't know if I agree with it, but okay. So oh, that's why I, I guess yeah. There we go. All right. Anything else, Richie, on his list? No, that was good. I I just needed another twenty twenty one. No, I appreciate it. I'm sorry. I don't know <laughs> why I heard it. I was like, oh crap, I gotta fit that in. <laughs> yeah, so did I. I was like. Oh crap! That's there. I, gotta move that <laughs> I looked at something else that, uh, for some reason, had it there. So I apologize. Oh, you know why? I looked at actually. I was looking because I was comparing lists, and I and I looked and and Joe, uh, our friend Joe, listed his because he helps us with the website and posting things, and he listed Carnegie in his list. And I which was like, I mean, technically, oh, man. you could play it in full, right? During that, yeah, because yes. he he played it on TTS. So right, but you but, constantly yeah. dog the the video games, quote unquote. So you definitely can't have it in your list. Well, the dog, the video games. You guys always talk poorly about playing board games online because it's a video game. Well, that's this one. I can't. I just that's not me. I just can't do it. it. I can't see it. You're playing a video. (laughs) No, I'm just saying he can't put that on his list because at the time it was a video game. I I totally agree. According to you, should not be. I'm fine with that. I'm fine. Board game arena does not count as a release of a game. I feel like I'm going to need Carnegie for the 2022 list anyway. So maybe that I probably agree. All right, Richie, you want to rock? You go for it. All right, right, fellas. My number. Oh, exciting to hear what you got. All right, Uh, a little peek behind the curtain. I had 11 games, so uh, starting this list over. My number 10. Botanic, a little two-player tiling game that uh, was on my list last year. Still really enjoy it. Uh, my number nine is Brian Boru, a little trick-taking area control game. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number eight is Crescent City Cargo. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number seven is Imperial Steam. My number six is Corrosion. My number five is Boone Lake. My number four is Golem, which was my number one last year. It has oh, fallen yeah. a little bit. It dropped a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, more I play it, the more I just want to play Grand Austria Hotel. Sure, sure. I get that. Um, so, yeah. Uh, my number three is Destinies, which climbed a little bit. Uh, that's when I've been playing with Jessica. So, I mean, it's probably more just the fact that I play with my wife that a lot, and we enjoy those kind of scenarios. Uh-huh. Have you sure. played the games. expansion yet? Uh, yeah. Yeah, we have all the... Uh, we're missing one of the expansions. But, yeah, we've gone through the, the sand and... Sands of time. Or sand, yeah. Uh, yeah. Really good. If you're into that type of game, like Mansions of Madness, stuff like that, then it's definitely worth picking up. Cool. Uh, my number two, Clef's not going to hear it, it's Ark Nova. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then my number one is Onk. And honestly, of all the oh. games, Onk is probably the only game that's still going to be around. Wow, um, Richie, I want to play this with you. So I enjoy Onk quite a bit. I would play it's it with you. Got the the battle system from Kemet. Plays quickly. Love it. He's crying. <laughs> he looks like the... And Clevis <laughs> taking off his headphones. He's upset that Dominant Species. Here's the thing: Dominant Species Marine. It's a good game. It's not a great game. Dominant Species. You even said this last week. 
dominant species, the original, is better than dominant species marine. Sure it is, but... And then you're going to say... I know just, oh your argument's going to be, well, what if you got four? Four is the crowd... No. We can all name 50 games that I'm we gonna, would play over dominant species marine at four players. No, I'm going to argue the dominant species marine is an excellent game. Yeah, it's a good game. I, it has no room in it's, my collection. It's 10 times better than Brian Boru. And it's a million and a half times I'm better never than freaking Ark Nova. Unless you guys really want to play it, I'm never going to play it again. Because I'd rather play Dominant Species at six. And if we have four, we have a thousand games that play at four that we rank higher than Dominant Species Marine. This is never going to come out. I'm dumbfounded. Is right Dominant now. Species better than Dominant Species Marine? No, of yes. course not. Dominant <laughs> Species <laughs> is better than Dominant Species Marine. Okay. Yes. Okay. I rest my case. Yeah. That's not a case. We're talking about the best games from 2021, not the best games of all time. There's no room for it. There's no need to play it. You have Brian Boru and whatever. What What was yeah, that other? I'd play any of those. If we're going to play Dominant Species, bust out Dominant Species. I don't want to play the, oh my God. the lesser game. Okay. Mm. <laughs> all right. Well, Clef. this has been a very contentious revisit. Yeah, <laughs> you notice he's still he's still chapped. I think from last week and and Crescent Moon, <laughs> he was a, he was upset. He was. Uh, I'll tell you, I, we can talk about this a little bit more. But he's a, he, you know he played that eighteen xx eighteen forty eight game with me, which was great. We we had a great time, but mm -hmm. unfortunately, it went a long time because the bank broke uh which was one of the longer end triggers instead of like this was the one that was supposed to be like the shorter three and a half yeah, hours, three and a half hours. is okay. more like five because the bank had to break <laughs> and so the but like I, we there were no loans taken and that not enough loans taken for that because one of the end game triggers is take all the loans or uh five companies go into receivership and we didn't do that there was one point though that i was ready to to dump a company on him like halfway through because he had more shares of it uh, which is not the best thing necessarily for 1848, but I was ready to, and I was thinking, oh, I'm going to do this. And then I kind of got involved in other things, but I also let it slip from my mind because Clef was in the situation where he was going to have to be on the hook for trains for both of these companies that were going to be really expensive. And he was like, he was recognizing that he was going to move way back on the track and possibly be close to receivership. And he was like, it's great. I love this game. This is a real fun game. <laughs> so he was really starting no. to possibly pout, and I was like, "I don't know if uh, I can this blame is not him a for great way. <laughs> not a great way to teach him the game, I guess, <laughs> and get him to play more." <laughs> it was funny. It's a good thing you still love Age of Steam, Richie. Otherwise, <laughs> God, Art Nova number two. Yeah, hey, I didn't make my number one. Oh, okay. Although my All number right. one's got a lot of minis, a lot of big minis. It does. <laughs> I've, I've, I've played Onk once because Jeff got it. And that was my problem with it is that the minis just overtake the. the that is one play. I would actually say I like the retail version better because all of the like the, the pyramids and uh, all that stuff is flat tokens. Oh, so you yeah. just have the miniatures for the gods and your, uh, I can't remember what they're called, but your people that you fight with and whatnot. So. Right. Yeah. But I feel like that was a very on-brand list for uh, for Richie. So I I enjoyed that. <laughs> I, I could sit here and, and and wonder about the Ark Nova thing all day long, but I'll move on. So I, I realize I am in the minority, but I still just I, I just still think it's a very 
very basic game that blows my mind that people like it as much as they do. So, do people really like zoos that much? Yes, yes, yeah. people like, like animals. Said, and everybody zoos. should move to Omaha then. We got a good one. <laughs> we got like the said, best. Onk of all of those is probably going to be the only thing that's like around or even gets into my top one hundred. Okay, so all right. interesting. All right. All right. Uh, what do we got here? Okay, so my number 10, this one is new to the list, uh, one that I have recently here gotten to play, and only got to play it once, it could climb, but that is uh, GMT's Bayonets and Tomahawks. Cool. So Okay. Uh, number nine, uh, Crescent City Cargo. It's dropped a little bit. I haven't played it as much as I had before, but I still think it's a solid, good game. Mm-hmm. Uh, number eight is Corrosion. Uh, probably, obviously, to me, one of the better uh, capstone games from last year. Um, I really like it. It's got a cool mechanism of how the thing moves around. I, I just really like this game. So it's it's uh, number eight. No, number seven is Golem. I could see Golem dropping off as time goes on. I mean, I enjoyed it, but I certainly don't want to feel like it's not a game that I want to go back and revisit like a Lorenzo or a Grand Austria, you know, or even like a Newton or anything like that. Uh, number six, uh, also new to the list. And This is Granada, the last stand of the Moors. Uh, This is very similar to Sekigahara, a two-player block war game. Um, Has the same kind of mechanism. And in fact, I mean, they say in the rule book, you know, this is, uh, you know, a ripoff of Sekigahara just with some changes or whatever. You know, I mean, they don't say ripoff, but you know what I mean? Like an homage to it, basically. Uh, It's it's a little bit looser, has more, you get more cards, so there's a few things that I thought were not as good. I mean, I think Sekigahara is still obviously better, but I still enjoyed it a lot. Uh, number five is No Motherland Without. Uh, I can't remember the whole title, North Korea, blah, blah, blah. Um, but really cool two-player type of uh, Twilight Struggle type of game, you know, where you're, you know, trying to, as North Korea, trying to uh, make everybody, you know, be in the dark and live your communist life and, you know, then you're trying to get people away. Anyway, so that's no motherland without. Uh, boy, this is tough because I really, this game in a lot of years would be higher on my list, but I do think that the three games above it are better. And that my number four is Imperial Steam. And I really like Imperial Steam. I think it's a pretty darn good game. And I, I actually haven't played in a while. And I, I was just thinking the other day, I'd like to get it back to the table. Um, but that's, uh, but yeah, good game. My number three, ooh, and I'm right on the edge here between these two games, but I'm going to put number three as Lost Cities, the dice game. Okay? Ooh. Or excuse me, the roll, roll, <laughs> the and, roll, right. The roll yeah. and right dice yeah. game, you know. Uh, All right, I got I to gotta buy this then. It, it's great. I mean, it it's, really is a it's good game. Really, it's, it's, it's snappy, just it's quick. so snappy. It's it's player interaction. It's it's just, it's good. It's, it's solid. It's perfect for you and Jessica, too, because you can just, like, at the end of an evening, bang out a two-player game in it. It's almost yeah. best at two-player because you can focus on what the other person doesn't want and, and mess them up. And if you want to pretend that when the rows are going up, you could pretend those are different, like monkeys and gorillas and maybe some fish and some reptiles. And there you go. It's like Ark Nova and like a 15 minute game. Look, look. Okay. So he, he wants to give me, he wants to give me a hard time about how, uh, how it's probably not nice or good to say how Boon Lake is meant to be played, but he wants to slag hard, hard on all these Ark Nova Stop lovers. Stop the music. Horde. Right. Uh, number two is Boon Lake. Uh, I do think Boon Lake is a very, very good game, and uh, I, I enjoy it. And quite honestly, I enjoy it. However, the heck you want to play it. Um, and 
I mean, I don't understand. <laughs> Chad is 100% right on the fact that Dominant Species Marine was the best game yeah. from 2021. There's no question about it. It will be in my collection forever. And 10 years from now, no one will remember Onk or whatever the heck it is or Brian Boru or... All right, I'm done being salty. You guys can I all like think... what you like. <laughs> I, I, I really don't think... Dominant Species Marine will be remembered in 10 years. I disagree. It's Dominant I, Species, I think, is the better game, especially when you put them up against each other. I get if you want to say it's one of the best games of the year, sure. That's fine. But well, it's it's okay. a it's a retread of of a game, at, and it's done in a lesser way. I don't Ooh. know about a lesser Ooh. way. You can tell it wasn't finished by him. Uh, I don't know about that. I think what... The powers aren't balanced at all. Those are completely broken to me. The cards are boring as hell. Uh, so just real quick, what dropped off for me was Origins First Builders. I've just had no desire to play it ever anymore. Brian Boru dropped off for me. Same Witchstone. What is that? <laughs> that was That's the, the game the by Reiner uh, Kanitia. Reiner Kanitia that was kind of. I was like, shocked when you put it on your list. It That's was. <laughs> it was basically. Uh, it was basically like, like his answer bonfire, to bonfires, yeah. and it was Remember, where you, were, you had the little gems, and you, you, you your witches you went around in the circle. Your witches no, went around or in the circle. You move up the broomstick, or you go around. Yeah, you had the, the pass on the board. Tile. This yeah, is, yeah, this, I remember. This is why no. you can't even trust his list. He's talking about us. What what number was Witchstone on your list last year? Eight. <laughs> so yeah, I don't even want to hear it. I don't know. I must have just played it. It was right uh, before Wingspan. Uh, Ar uh, for the second. Arkwright, the card game fell off, and I and again that is for sure. It was a good. It was fine, but I'm just going to mm -hmm. play the you just the play real Arkwright. Yep. yep, the better game. And then uh, uh, number and <laughs> I, then uh, I caught it. Richie. Thank you. Number Thank you. Uh, oh, sorry. Number ten. <laughs> number ten. Ten fell off. Oh yeah. I just yeah, it's just not a. Yeah. There, I like right. games like ten, but yeah. they're just a bunch of other games that I'm going to play in front of ten, right. just yeah. for whatever reason. All right, for anybody out there that tries to say that we all have the same opinion on games, <laughs> this really proves we do. Well, not. Yeah, we do not. I, I mean, guess not, it no. is. It is. Uh, that was a little contentious. Mm. I mean, all right, so that's okay. That's all right. That's that's what we're here for to try to give people different views and try to tell each other what they're wrong about. So sure, yeah. All right. Uh, Red Rising and Furnace are the two that fell off. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I'm wondering, I think I already saw that Furnace is getting an expansion. I'm wondering what that... I've hung on to it just, you know, just in the that. hopes, because I like the bidding system. So Yeah, I, yeah I, that's I, the know, best part of it. The second part of the game, uh, hopefully, is, yeah. is improved. Well, I would like to see a new game with that type of uh, yeah, option bidding. in yeah. it. You know, the bidding in it, yeah, that would be a better game. Yeah. Fireplace or something. Maybe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, there's already bonfire. <laughs> okay. Are we done? No, we it's time to draft. Oh, we we got a big old draft. We got a big draft. All right. I don't know what the results ended up being, but I know last time I looked, Chad had two votes. So he Are you serious? <laughs> I didn't yeah. even look. Uh, uh, let's see. You, I think you won, Richie. I think you had the most votes. I came in second. What was the what was the draft last uh, time? I think the winner should be somebody who has played because this was the one that we drafted where oh, it games was games that were hard we to set up. Played? Yeah. No games yeah. that were hard to set up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, games that were hard to set up and or tear down. Yeah. How did I? Oh wow! Yeah, Chad. Oof. 
Yeah, totally. Uh, <laughs> it was, All right. Uh, yeah. Nobody liked his games. I guess yeah. not. <laughs> um, I thought they were easy to set up. <laughs> apparently uh, so. So, yeah, Chad uh, in last place with 5.9% of the vote. Mm. Ooh, when I fall, I fall hard. Yeah. Hard. And then uh, Clef had 35.3% of the vote, and then I had 58.8%. What were on your vote. list, just to refresh? Uh, I had Clinic, Caverna, Keyflower and Mansions of Madness. Uh, you had Space, Empires, 4X, Tramways, Galleris, and Argent. Uh, Clef had Anachrony, Food Chain, Magnate, Hashbull Neck, or Hash Brown Conflict. Uh, Hashbull Connect. And you didn't put How your, hard is it oh. to say? I mean, I can say every board game name out there. I know. <laughs> I was going to say. I was going to say. When, I feel like I'm in the Twilight Zone when, when Clef is correcting me. And uh, you did not include your fourth pick on there. That might be also why <laughs> you came in second. What? <laughs> no, you just had those three. Uh, okay. <laughs> so. I don't know what happened. All right. A mystery pick. <laughs> Actually, afterwards, I realized it should have been Twilight Imperium 4 because, oh, gosh. God, that is a yeah. Ooh, I finally got huge. finally got Bryce's vote. Uh, oh, nice. Good job. The mansions. But. All right, so yep. that means Chad's not rolling. Okay. Uh, of course, we're not either. Dice. Uh, there, yeah, Chad, you got to get the dice, too. That's your uh, your other punishment. Oh, I should probably tell us how we draft, too, as well. Yeah. Um, so on Punch Repair Dice, we like unique lists. That's why we draft. So we're going to do a serpentine draft, which all that means is if you draft last in the first round, you're going to draft first in the second round. Clef and I are rolling. He rolled a five. I rolled Ooh, a ten. Zero. You rolled a zero. <laughs> I almost said zero. <laughs> Screw myself. You know what, fellas? I, I want the swing. I'm going to I'm gonna go last. Clef, uh, not Clef. Chad, since you did so poorly, I'm going to let you go first, buddy. Thank you. Right. Okay, so y'all might have done things differently. You know, like uh, there are a bunch of... There's a bunch of tile laying in 18xx, for instance, but I am picking games from my list that tile laying seems like the hook or the central mechanism. Like that is what is what is cool about this game, or kind of what the game is centered around. Either of those two two things right there. So I'm going to kick it off with a game that it really is about the tiling. In other words, your brain melts because the spatial relationships are so hard to manage in it. It is the hardest uh, tiling game that I have ever played. And and the reason why is because of, of how you have to lay the tiles and all the restrictions that come into it. It is heavy and it is clinic by Albin Viard. Yeah. It, uh, great pick. It's a great pick. It is the toughest tile laying game that I've ever played. And, and that's what make I mean, that is what makes it so great. I mean, it's everything is how you've laid the tiles out adjacently, yeah. uh, you know, and, and what those what those implications are for the rest of your game. Sure. Yep. Great so, pick. All right. Thank you. Uh, my first pick, um, I, as Chad said, I'm going to, you know, there are some slam dunk easy type of things, but I'm going to go with some things that I just think are the central mechanism, like you said, is laying tile. And this is a game, it's by Alexander Fister that I still really like, and that's Isle of Sky. I like this game. It's simple, it's quick. Uh, you know, you you basically are just drawing tiles and then you put different kind of uh, money amounts behind them of how much it costs for people to get them. And it can and it's very interesting how like if you're going last, you can maybe put some more that are up higher because you can get money from them. But if you're going first, you know, you got to keep some money back so that you can buy tiles. Uh, and then the scoring is always different. I, I just, I always like this game. I don't play it a lot 
just simply because it is kind of kind of a lighter game, but I like it. And I, this one is those will stay in my collection. I do have both expansions. Haven't played. I've played the, I don't know. I've played There's one Druids of and Journeymen. Okay. I played, I believe it's Journeymen that I've played. I've not played Druids. So at some point, maybe I'll try the Druids, but I like this game. And obviously definitely tile lane is the main mechanism. So yeah, I'm going to go with Isle Sky. I have not played it. This was on my list. I have not played it as much as you have, but uh, I would ask you, because it's one of those because there's sort of an auction all the time and you want higher player counts. Is it any good at three? Have you ever played it at three? I don't mind it at three. Yeah, three. It's not great at two. At two. Yeah, yeah, right. It can play two, but yeah. it's not great at two. Although I think the Druids expansion was supposed to help with that. Oh, okay. Potentially. But uh, I also have not played that expansion. Uh, usually it's a, you know, I have four or five people, you know, and then we're like, oh, let's right. play something light and quick or whatever, you know. Yeah. And that's what we usually pick out. So. Yep, yep. I like it. All right, Richie, what are you picking here for the swing? All right. Uh, and I'm, I'm I'm trying to pick some games I haven't talked about in a, yeah. either in a while or or at all. So, uh, and plus, I'm you know, going on a little two win, win, uh, win streak, so I can, I can lose <laughs> one here. <laughs> <laughs> so for my uh, first pick... I'm going to go with uh, Glenmore 2 Chronicles. Mm, good one. And that's one uh, that was uh, basically an update or, you know, spiritual successor to the original Glenmore. Uh, and with this, just, I mean, the Chronicles, all those different rule sets that you can throw in there. I picked up the expansion here recently. I haven't had a chance to play it. Uh, but obviously the, the whole game is the, you know, you do have the board where you're, you know, you can jump as far as ahead of you want, but it's all about how you build uh, build out your little, I don't even know what it's called in the game, but the, the little tile land yeah, in like front of you. Yeah, clan land. land, whatever. Yeah, yeah how you build yeah. that out and how you trigger things. Sure. So uh, so that's my first pick. Yeah, that's a good one. I definitely had it on mine too. And I got the expansion as well, just just because I was curious about the solo play too. The, oh, did the, you get to try it at sol- with I solo? I haven't yet, but okay. it's on my list to do because uh, I, I'm, I'm really interested in it. But yeah, I still love this. Uh, this. This was, I believe, if not the first, the second game that Clef and I played together actually oh nice yeah yeah i think you're right yep, yep. that old weird game shop the, yeah the, yep the german version <laughs> too is what we played so. yeah that's right yeah good game uh for my second pick this is a pick uh i mean it's really jessica's pick because she's been demanding to play this a lot here recently but i do like this more than cascadia now that i've had a chance to play and that's calico really yeah i, I am really surprised we've been playing that a lot I, it's Cascadia is just a little too freewheeling and you do whatever you want. You don't care sure. what the other people are drafting right, really right. for the most part. Uh, whereas with Calico, it's, you know, you really need certain tiles. So it, you know, uh, but I've been enjoying it quite a bit. We've been playing here a lot recently. I just played it not too long ago, like a couple weeks ago. So for the first time, but. it's uh, Kevin Roos. And I, you know, it's funny because I think Stephanie likes this more too, which surprises me because I feel like with Cascadia, you always have choices mm-hmm. and your decision space sometimes gets bigger as you go. Whereas with Calico, your decision space gets smaller and smaller yeah. and smaller and smaller until you really have yeah. l- have put yourself in a corner. But, you know, that is, for us who like tight games, it's it's good for that. And Jessica has played both of them. And this is the one that she keeps asking for. So yeah. Stephanie yeah. likes that, too. I it, Actually, though, Stephanie told me the reason she likes it basically is because you you have it's the same thing with Agricola. Like you're only focusing on a few things at once. Right, right, right. So anyway, right. nice. Good. Back Good to you, Bluff. All right. Well, you know what? I'm just going to keep with the uh, the theme here of Isle, and uh, my second game. I'm going to go with a game that you know surprising, but I like this game, and that's Isle of Cats. 
I don't, wow. I don't like right. cats, but... See, I don't like cats I either. cats. <laughs> but that's okay because the game is a lot of fun, and it's all about laying the tiles and trying to get them in the right spot. It, it also has a lot to do with the cards, yes, because you need the certain cards to get the scoring and everything that you're doing with it. But the laying of the tiles and seeing where you can fit one and which one to take and everything... I just enjoy, I enjoy this game. Uh, in fact, I even enjoy, there was the roll and write version that I got of it not too long ago here. Yeah, explore and draw. Yeah, actually, it really even strips it down more. We mm-hmm. don't have to worry about the, you know, the uh, paying for things and you don't have to worry about trying to draft or whatever. So like maybe, you know, less non-gamers or whatever it even be better for. But uh, I enjoyed them both. And obviously that one doesn't really lay tiles. You're, you're writing yeah. or whatever. But the actual game, I still really enjoy it. And it's one that, uh, you know, I'll play two player, three player, four player. I just, I think it's, I don't know if I'd play it five player. That might be a little, a little much, long. but yeah. But uh, yeah, so I'm going to go with good old Isle of Cats. Nice. Good pick. I think, yeah. I think that's my last Isle game though. I don't <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> it's, it's tough. We played the Explore and Draw the same day we played Calico. We were playing with the Stuckies. They have a cat. So oh, okay. I, I brought cat games that day. Oh, uh, okay. All right. Well, uh, this next game is one that we haven't mentioned for a long time. Um, but I feel like it is one of those that you think of when you're like, okay, this has to go next to this. Um, and, and in order to do this, I have to make sure that it doesn't end up like that. Um, and there's definitely some interaction in it. Uh, I, I really still think when, when I think of, of good uh, tile laying games, I, I still think of Suburbia. I really like Suburbia. Uh, and I think that it is a good game. Now, uh, they have that prettier version now, so it doesn't look so... Uh, it's got better art to it. I don't know because I haven't played with it uh, if I feel like it's less functional because sometimes just looking at the colors, it's easy to say, okay, I can see what that is from across the room sort well, of thing. Just that tile tower looks less functional because you're going to have to yeah. load that up and right. it looks like a pain. Right. Yeah, no, I totally agree there. But I, this is one that I wish I played a little bit more. And um, and I we like uh, Castles of Mad King Ludwig at our house, which is the the same designer and a little bit more thematic um, and fun with stories. But the thing is, is that uh, my wife and I play more two-player, basically, when we play uh, those kinds of games. And so it, Suburbia plays better at two, I feel like, just because of the auction and because of the timer that is in the game of Castles of Mad King Ludwig, you uh, you don't get much of your objectives done before the game ends, so... So that is my second pick, uh, Suburbia. All right. Yep. It was on my list. Good pick. I knew it would be on your guys' list. I, yeah. I obviously was not on mine, but I knew it would be on yours. My next pick is, it's a go-to game, and I don't think anybody's going to be surprised about this. Um, it is a two-player game. Uh, this is the one that Stephanie asks for, my wife asks for all the time, and it just gets down to it and feels so balanced. Uh, and it is, Clef guessed it, it is patchwork. It's just kind of the perfect <laughs> tile layer. And, and this is one, I don't play a lot of games, but I will play this one on the iPad um, because it's just so easy and it's really charming and the music is calming. Um, so, you know, it's easy to bang out a game on the iPad and, and enjoy that. Uh, but yeah, patchwork to me, it, it is kind of what started um, Uva off on that crazy cottage garden kind of stint and laying all, all those other tile laying games. But I think this is very basic and very balanced and uh, streamlined in the, in the best ways. Nice. All right. Uh, so back to me for my third pick. 
And, you know, there's, I mean, there's a lot of great games and there's some that are just like, I'm like, oh, I can't believe I'm not picking these games. But if I really think once again about tile placement and how much fun I have playing this game and not only the whole legacy part of it, but I have played this game 20 times after I finished the legacy game and I still enjoy it every single time I play it. It's a quick, you can bang it out in like 15, 20 minutes. My city. I love that. It's just great. I love it. And I mean, it's just, it's one of those things that's shocking that this is so, you know, in my actual top 100 of all time, this is high up there. I just enjoy this game. And I know that uh, there's a new version coming out soon and I hope it's, you know, just as good. I don't, may, may not be, I don't know, but I love it. And like I said, I still love playing it even after the legacy part of it, which to me, best legacy game of all time, hands down, yep. by far my favorite. So yeah, so I got to put it on my list, and that's uh, my city. Great pick. I would not mm. have, have picked for you to like this game and play it after the legacy as much as you have, but uh, I think it's a great pick, and yeah. I, I'm, I'm glad and just, you picked and it. just think, I yeah, ac- you did it on accident. Accidentally yeah. <laughs> did you even know that thing. it was a Canizia when you ordered it? Or you I just, don't think so, no. I yeah, think you just I was thinking it. it was something different or something, and then, yeah, so that's... Yeah, I remember when you said you got it and you were talking about it. I was like, that's not that game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we saw it in the box, and I was like, why? oh, I heard about this. Why'd you get this? And he was like, uh See, there's a good reason why sometimes you just order games. Whatever yeah, you never yeah. know. You never, <laughs> never know. <laughs> All right, Richie, what are your last two? Uh, my next one's going to be a Cromer and Kiesling game. Uh, this uh, is an older game, and it's the first one of the Mass trilogy, and that's To Call. Mm. Uh, and it's where you're exploring in the jungle. You're setting up temples. You're using an action point uh, system to take your different turns uh, and trying to, you know, maintain control over the temples and score points off of them. But a uh, solid game, Super Meeple uh, put out a, well, they, they redid all of the mass trilogy. Uh, and the, the version that's out now is just fantastic. As far as production goes, you have little resin pieces for the, the pyramids. The tiles are nice and thick. Uh, definitely worth checking out if you have not uh, older game and the action system mechanism is a little bit dated, but it still plays great. Uh, and that's to call. Nice. Yeah. Hey, uh, speaking of tiling, Cromer and Kiesling games, did you see, I don't know if it's GameFound or Kickstarter, that Amygdala is coming out? Uh, it looks kind of like a, like Bakelite tiles. And, no, I didn't. They, oh. have a, they have another one that I had been looking for for a long time. It might just be Kiesling, but I think it is Cromer and Kiesling. Um, I'm blanking on the names. That's going to be on GameFound. It starts with a P. Okay. Yeah, well, I Pueblo, would. maybe or something like that. Oh, Pueblo. Yeah, Pueblo, I think that's yeah. just Cromer. I could be wrong, though. Uh, but that's coming to GameFound too, yep. and I've been I've I been looking that. for that game for a long time. So. Yeah, that's a, they got some really interesting mechanisms. Well, this amygdala is, is on Kickstarter right now, and uh, it's it's basically um, an abstract game. But it, I was like, I was hoping you would look at it because it seems up your alley, you know. I'll check it out. Uh, for my last pick, my last pick was going to be Suburbia, Chad. So, Ooh. Uh, but I didn't I didn't think uh, I didn't think you uh, actually enjoyed that game, but. Uh, so my last pick, I'm going to choose a game that we've been playing quite a bit. This is another one that's probably more of a Jessica pick than anything, but it's number nine. Uh, it is a very puzzly game uh, where you are draft, well, not drafting. You're, you're flipping out of a deck the different numbers, uh, and you're trying to build like a little 3D stack, essentially. And the higher you get the numbers, the more points they're worth. Uh, but there's 
crazy building rules of where you can put things at and it's uh it can be quite difficult but it's one that it plays the four but you, you get two copies you can play up to eight and play with a large group uh but that it, it it's usually on clearance wherever you look you can get it for like ten dollars uh but it's a solid game uh especially if you like really puzzly games and that's number nine and it's n m b r nine that is First of all, they shouldn't do that because it makes your game so hard to find. But I would really like... <laughs> I was just saying that for class. I know you were. And yeah, I think he just wrote down number nine anyways. But yeah. <laughs> No, no, no. no. I, had, I wrote it under Chad was what I did oh. at first. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. Oh, that was you. I, I want to play this game, though. I, I bet uh, I have a feeling that, that Stephanie would like this one uh, as well. So Yeah, Ooh. definitely. Cool. Yeah. All right. So for my last one, you guys not even going to know this game. I mean, but I bought this game for like five bucks at Great Plains Game Festival. And it holds a little special. This year? This year. Holds a little special spot in my heart because when Chad, C, and Ben, and Tim all flew in for PPCon, we came to my house to start with, and the first game we played was a game called Nobleman. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. And it's a tile-laying game. I don't remember a lot about it, but I remember <laughs> you laid tiles. I remember when I showed up, and, everything had been brushed into the box, which well, is <laughs> well, no. And I think we all liked it. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't bad. It was definitely you had decisions to make of where you wanted to place your. Not only are you laying tiles, but you were also then having to place buildings and stuff on top of them, and then you were just trying to do a scoring with them. And it honestly was not a bad game, especially for five bucks or whatever. But it's just going to be a game that, you know, for me, was the first PP Pond game that I ever played. And so I'm going to put down for my last one is Nobleman. I know right. no one else in the world has played nope. it. I'm just hoping <laughs> that Chad C and Ben vote for me because there of There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and Tim. There you go. All right. Secure that vote. I, I think I was there when you bought it. I, did, I do remember yeah, you You were that definitely up. there yeah. when I bought it. You know, it was like five bucks. It was like yeah. sealed. It was a... It was that uh, company that's out of business now, uh, TMG. Yep, yep, yep. yep, yep. <laughs> All right. All right, finish us off, Chad. So I feel like uh, with tiling, uh, it, it is often uh, games that Stephanie and I like to play together. Um, there's a bunch of stuff that I could pick. There's definitely an honorable mentions list here that's that's long, but I'm going to go with something that doesn't get mentioned as often. And I... This is a big thing because he's he's a pretty prolific designer, but I think it's it might be my favorite Phil Walker Harding game, and that's Baron Park. Uh, Baron Park is a really nice uh, tiling game where you are actually having to build out your park and lay tiles. Um, Clef, you get to have it's kind of like a, a zoo just for bears. So oh, you, well, then, you might really want to. We should all love it. <laughs> but. With Baron Park, basically, uh, you have these objectives that you're racing for. So it definitely makes it uh, interactive. You're trying to get there first. You're trying to fill out your tiles. If you fill out your tile first, that kind of ends the game, basically, as you're uh, kind of trying to score. Uh, But it is a really nice game. I got the uh, Bad News Bears expansion with the monorails, but I have not played it yet. It looks like one of those things where it, might be just too much to set up for a game like what it is, but but Baron Park is my number four. Do they play baseball while they're? Uh, I'm hoping. That's what I'm hoping. <laughs> I think it's just bears. Oh, uh, right. this is one that I've been looking to actually repurchase because now that Knox is 
getting Ooh. more into games. I think that he would actually like this. The first time we played it, it was just a little bit too light for us, but uh, overall, still a good game. While we're on the subject really quick, uh, something that you should look into for Knox is Target now has an exclusive. And I know you don't care for the IP, but I know mm -hmm. he would love it. And that is uh, there is a special Target exclusive Dice Throne Marvel per, um, put okay. out. I almost backed that Kickstarter because I knew that he would yeah. love it. It's so. put out by the op. And so there's only four characters, but there's Thor, Loki, yeah. uh, Miles Morales, Spider-Man, and Scarlet Witch. Yeah, yeah. I would, I would I actually mean, pick that up. He would, he would really no, dig that. He would that. definitely love that, yeah. So. No, I've been playing Marvel United and X-Men United. Yeah, there you go. You know what else is a Target exclusive? What's that? Toothpaste. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, there are a lot of other stores. What? There are a lot of other stores that you can buy toothpaste at. <laughs> <laughs> I, was right. on, I was planning on cutting that toothpaste bit earlier, but I guess I'm leaving it in. <laughs> I, yeah. Jeez. I thought we said that before the podcast. You, we started. did. Oh, did we? Okay. Yeah. It just all rolls around in my oh, head. There we go. Though. All right. So real quick here. So Chad took Clinic, Suburbia, Patchwork, and Barron Park. Richie has Glenmore 2, Calico, To Call, and Number 9. And then I took Isle of Sky, Isle of Cats, My City, and Nobleman. So there we go. I was I was kind of hoping that you would pick Cooper Island to go I, with your Isle. <laughs> I had thing. it on my list. It was there. There's so many. There are. There. there are. I really like Cooper. It's only like, a 65, though. Cooper so, Island. Well. <laughs> it, it, Cooper Island feels really great because you get to. You're you're actually like physically building up your island, yeah. and that stacking thing is kind of fun with I mean, the wedging and. I mean, anyway, there's that's I mean, great. heaven and ale. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. That was a great one. Great. I mean, carpe yep. diem. Yeah. Uh, I thought Princess of Florence. Oh, yeah. It's, mm -hmm. But I didn't know if I felt like it was enough of the tile building. Right. Because you kind of have that other. Uh, the, right. like, there's, well, there's a lot of other stuff, stuff going stuff on. And, yeah. Yeah. I had uh, Chinatown written down, but so. it's mainly negotiation. That's negotiation. Yeah. 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 I yeah. mean, I had Antiquity also written down. I mean, you really got to. I mean, especially yeah. when you're trying to put those graves out there. Oh, boy. That's oh, yeah. mm -hmm. And then obviously we, uh, I think the two biggest ones that we, none of us mentioned, Carcassonne would probably be really high up there. And Castles of, of Burgundy. And then obviously Castles of Burgundy. Yeah. yeah. I never got into Carcassonne. Isle of Sky yep. is my replacement for that. Yep. I would agree on that. And then obviously Age of Steam is the best tile laying game out that's there. Because, you know, I don't know. I think Mal freaking ryan brockman now is rather play 18xx on me so. i love it i love it he knows Ugh. a good thing <sighs> i don't even is he the one who booked the airbnb for anymore. age of steam con yeah okay well i won't say anything negative yeah you got it you got it <laughs> <nice to him. laughs> just for those of you who don't know he's walked into the room i don't is he still behind me yeah uh, <laughs> right behind you so be careful <laughs> uh i have a little announcement to make here before we end the podcast okay uh, as I said, uh, I think last episode or the before that, but, uh, we've got the dates for PPCon 2023, May 4th through the 7th. Um, we are now live on tabletop events. So we will be, uh, sending that out. You know, we'll, we'll have a link and we'll put that in our different, uh, forms and medias and stuff. Uh, but, uh, if you go to tabletop events, um, we are listed on there for that. And you're going to be able to purchase all of your, uh, the badges. And, you know, if you, if you want to stay, you know, we've got the options of, if you want to stay the night, we have different room options. And then if you just want to come up for the weekend and we even have single day passes now that you can purchase. So that's all on there. But if obviously if anybody has any questions, feel free to, uh, email us and I can answer anything. And, uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to, uh, PPCon number two. So 
So there you go. That's kind of uh, an anachronism. <laughs> PPCon <laughs> number two. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, we're still... Uh, we're under advisement with our lawyers as to whether <laughs> that will be changed or not. But anyway, uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully you can look forward to that. Certainly, we love to see not only the faces we got to see this year, but some new faces, too. Uh, can't wait. Can't wait for it to happen. In the meantime, hope you enjoyed the episode and uh, be good to each other. Be good to yourselves. All right, everybody. Have a great night. Thanks for listening. Punchboard Paradise would like to thank our loyal listeners as well as the publishers and designers that have provided review copies. You can find us at punchboardparadise at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at Punchboarders. We are on Instagram at Punchboard Paradise and Facebook at Punchboard Paradise. He knows, you know I have a wife. Tell her about my wife. Yeah. She's good, right? Yeah. Yeah, I know his wife. She's great. She was a model around the world. She was on posters. Yeah, I used to have a poster of her in my garage, and then I met her. Can you believe it? And she asked me to marry her. And I didn't even want to. But she's beautiful, but she's dying. She's sick, but she's hanging in there. Tell her. You know. Tell the kid. His wife's sick, but she's gonna get better. She's gonna get better. And I'm rich. He's rich. I don't live in a hotel. My friend doesn't live in a hotel. We got a good wife. He's got a wife who's perfect for him. And the cars. He's got triples of the Barracuda, triples of the Rotor. Triples of a Nova. Well, good, that Nova deal's a sure thing now.